0: This week on the Football Pundit Imposter podcast, normal services resumed and we're going to talk about the Premier League results from this weekend. We're also going to talk about the managerial merry-go-round because there's some interesting takes on that. And we're probably going to look at the fantasy football, even though we're both doing terribly. Let's get on with the show.
1: football fanatics out in fantasy land fantasy land that's not what I meant I meant podcast land but I got carried away with the alliteration welcome to another episode of the football Pundit imposter podcast we are reviewing game week 11 and as JP alluded to in the intro we are resuming normal service, we're going to get back on with a bit of a review of this week, game week, a uh, pretty stacked week in the Premier League, in game week 11, so we're going to talk all about that uh, with some extra bits and bobs along the way to keep you entertained for probably about the next hour or so. My name's Rob, I'm your host on this wonderful world, this wonderful tour, this wonderful journey, this wonderful exploration and expedition through Premier League football, but I'm not on my own. Uh, with me, and with me in person, not over Skype for, for once. Mr. John Pickup said.
0: Yeah, you've really built that up, haven't you, as well? We have,
1: yeah. We've got to, we've got to really deliver this week.
0: <sighs> no, I'm not feeling 100% either.
1: <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yes, you're, you're here, of course, because we've uh, we've been running this weekend. We went to Did Yorkshire. Well, you did, did Yorkshire marathon. I went into Did Yorkshire 10-Miler. Yeah, good fun. Yeah. Good fun was had by all. It was. It apart was a, from me. Apart from you. Um, but that's fine. That's not a conversation for this podcast. Nope. Maybe for the other podcast that we Ooh. do. Uh, but in the meantime uh, one thing that we did miss because of our busy weekend we didn't watch a lot of game week 11 but we caught up with a cheeky bit of match of the day last night didn't we we and certainly uh, did uh, uh, seeing what's been going on so we've got a stat show that we made we said we were going to review the game week we're also going to talk a bit about the uh, the madness that is uh, uh, managers in the Premier at the minute because there's a lot that maybe might be on borrowed time mm-hmm. um, and then maybe fantasy football I'm not sure yeah well,
0: we'll have to talk about
1: it I think have you got some trivia Oh no, I forgot to do oh. one. Have you done one?
0: Well, I, I've just gone for the ten, top tens. Okay. So choose one, two, or three. Uh, number two. Number two. Oh, it's the easiest one. Goals. The top ten goals. Goals? Goals. scorers. top ten goal
1: scorers, that's the word. In the Premier
0: League history. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, so we're so, going to do that at the, at the end of the show, yeah. so while you're listening, start scrolling down to who you think the top 10 goal scorers are, I can't see your telephone right now, so show me your telephone, keep it pointed away from me, and I'll have a go for it at the end before you uh, yeah. you give out the answers. To be fair,
0: I got them all. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's not a difficult one this week.
1: But, it's, it's, a, it's a thinker for people it's while they're listening, a thinker, isn't it? Yeah. Right, okay. Wonderful. Right, now, uh, before we get to that then, we've got a packed show, let's talk about game week 11. Where do you want to start, my friend? We've got to
0: start at Friday night. Ivan Toney's pretty good, isn't he? He really
1: is. Is he going to the World Cup?
0: We were talking about this um, on the way to the the marathon yesterday, and saying that he has to because there's, who else is there after Harry Kane? We were umming and on about Tammy Abraham potentially being yeah. the second in line, but
1: yeah.
0: you know he's he scored goals. He he did go through a really dry spell last season, didn't he? Yeah. But then he's started really well this year, and yeah, I, you know they're talking about big moves, aren't they? For for Mr. Tony?
1: Yeah, Man United have been touted as, as a potential suitor. Um uh, and, and I think he'd be a great signing for them as well. I, I, I think he's got to go. I, I like Tammy Abraham. Don't me, I think Tammy Abraham should go as well. I think we shouldn't be sitting in regardless of the formation you play, you shouldn't be taking a twenty three man squad to a World Cup and only taking two recognized players. totally
0: agree. Yeah.
1: So um and he can take a penalty.
0: But who else is there? You know, so we, we said those three, but who else who else realistically can stake a claim? Uh R- Rashford maybe.
1: Rashford, I'd take him as a winger, and give him the, give yeah, him he the can
0: flag. do both, though I guess. He
1: the only re the only way Rashford goes for me is if he um, is if, if if exactly what you said. They need him as mm. a multifaceted player, somebody who can play on the left and also through the middle. I wouldn't take him as a pure striker because um, he's not good enough, and no, I certainly I wouldn't take him. I, I don't think he's high enough in the pecking order of wingers on form mm. this Premier League season. I know he scored a couple of goals. And I'm not on this Marcus Rashford is shit campaign, but I just think there are better players in those positions than him. 100, percent
0: yeah. And you could know, list five or six of them. It's not just oh well, he's just, you know he's, he's the next in line for that. But yeah, um, I, I definitely think that the that it's them three. It's um, it's Kane, yeah. hey, Harry, and Tony, Going back to that.
1: Calvert Lewin still not can starting. He, can he stay fit?
0: Well, he's had some real problems, hasn't he? So.
1: I, I don't know, if, if, if he get. I mean, how long have we got now to the World Cup so that's About four weeks? Yeah. It's not long enough, is it? He's still not, he's quite, he came off the bench the last couple of weeks, came off the bench for Everton against Spurs when the game was pretty much lost, I think, so. Yep. And um, and this is no disrespect to Neil, Neil Mopé, but they're not rushing him back. Mopé started ahead of him and, and Mopé's not that good. Like, yeah. He's a de- decent enough player, but you would think that... Six Cal- or seven
0: goals a season anymore, but that's it.
1: You would think that Calvert-Lewin would be a shoo-in as soon as he's ready. And There's got yeah. to be something there for why they're not rushing him back. I, I mean, maybe
0: it's because he's had such a long time out and it's injury after injury, yeah. so they've got, to, they've got to kind of ease him back in a little bit. Yeah. But going back to the conversation that the World Cup's four weeks away, it has to be Tony because he's, he's in a real purple patch at the minute. And yeah, there is no one else. Simple as that. No. I mean, Kane starts and plays 90 minutes every game, but what happens if he gets injured?
1: What happens if you want to put two up top? True. What well, you know, that's the one thing with England we never seem to have. It's that plan B. It's like, when it works, it's perfect. And we purr and we, we turn teams over. But what about if you just need to stick another big man up top? True, true. Um, uh, Brighton, not looking quite the same proposition on the Potter. Is that unfair to say? As they were under Potter, sorry. Is that an unfair thing to say at this juncture, or... You've expected... But Brentford are a good team, but I don't know. They
0: they started the season really well, didn't they? So, um, you know, I think that is fair. Having said that, though, David Ray had made three or four absolutely superb saves. Two in particular were... I mean, one of them, it was offside in the end, but that you know extended tipper in the post. It was Seaman-esque, wasn't you know, it? Absolutely yeah. beautiful save. And there was one um just before that and, and it was past him and he just flicked his arm out, yeah. Um so it could have been could have been two apiece on a different day.
1: Yeah. Two two decent teams to be honest. Two of the not surprise packages, but two of the pleasantly um informed teams in the Premier League and, and Brentford did well to come away with the points mm. They played well front to back and it'll be interesting to see how Brighton continue to progress. In that um, that post Potter era,
0: yeah. Uh, do you want to go there next? Talking about Potter.
1: Yeah, yeah, we certainly can. Uh, so Chelsea, of course, were playing on. It was Sunday, Sunday. So we missed Sunday. all yeah. Saturday. It's out. a big jump, isn't it? Do you want, Do you want? To, do you want to, we can go with it if you want. Yeah, let's oh, go with it. Yeah, just we with there, j- Jump into that. Just it's just you... kind
0: of carried on his his form as a manager. Mm.
1: Yeah, I I I think that there was there's probably a smattering of people out there that were expecting him to fail and maybe almost wanted him to fail and um, it, it, I for me the, the primary positive focus is that he's an English manager and he we finally got an English manager in one of the top jobs and it would be great to see him continue where are they in the table at the moment fourth fourth they've not had the they best they got a game in season. hand um, yeah they, 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 they do not care okay. yeah yeah uh, on on the flip side of that, though, speaking of another English manager, what does that? Mean? I know I know we said we were going to talk in more detail about the managerial potential um, upheaval that may come in the lead up to the World Cup. You know, when teams have got a couple of weeks, sorry, clubs have got a couple of weeks to maybe start planning for for, for what happens in January once once the World Cup's done, but. Gerard, Gerard's got to be on borrowed time, has You'd it? think so,
0: wouldn't you? And he—he he sounds a bit like a beaten man. Yeah. When the match pressure conference, yeah. yeah. And you know he's trying to—he's trying to deflect all the the negativity from his players onto himself, which is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. But at the same time, he just sounds a little bit weary. And um, yeah, he, you know he spent a hell of a lot of money, and he's massively underachieving. Yeah. So how long does he have?
1: It, given how quickly. Club other clubs have pulled the trigger on managers I think I know there's no set formula for it but if you were to follow some kind of formula as to when it is time for a manager to go you've got to think he's he's going to be down there where are they still bottom 5-ish yeah 16th 16th and that's only because there's some teams that are doing even worse yeah. than him and we'll get onto the managers of those teams soon but I don't know I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't see a future for him at Villa. feels like the fans have turned on him a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I, I don't think the owners have got much patience from from what the history says. You know, cause no. I, thought, I thought Dean Smith was probably a little bit unlucky to yeah. lose his job.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Um, But time will tell, I guess. Time yeah. will tell. Sorry, let's, let's go back to Saturday.
1: Yes. Though, There's but... a
0: few games that aren't really worth talking about too much
1: no the early kickoff was leicester palace um i've not really got anything to say about that other than the fact that danny ward was my keeper so i got six points which yeah. was a pleasant surprise
0: yeah madison got booked for diving didn't they and it was a and it was a particularly bad one
1: yeah that was that was, yeah that was probably the biggest thing to the game a, a bit a bit crap to see that to be fair i've got a lot of time for james madison and it it was
0: it was interesting how he how he did it because he, he went down trying to win the penalty and then almost put his hands up as if to say, oh he knew, no, I, yeah, he you know, I, was, I was waiting away. for the contact. So it, it was more gamesmanship rather than a pure dive, but he, you know, he's
1: cheating. It is what it is. He, he dangled a leg out. He went looking, like you said, he went yeah. looking for the contact. He didn't get it, but he'd already committed to throwing his body into yeah. the floor and then he panicked, didn't he? Yeah. And I think he must have known as well. You almost saw the look of resignation on his face because that's five bookings for him, which means he'll, he'll mix, miss the next game. Yeah. Who have Leicester got next?
0: Oh, Leicester have got, so got three midweek fixtures Leeds, Leeds and the Wolves they're two big games for them
1: Yeah but that Le- that Leeds game is winnable Leeds aren't doing the best and he's their talisman and he's their big player and mm. he's going to miss that game because he was tossing about diving around This is true yeah looking
0: for true. a penalty so. But then on the flip side if there is a contact he's you know he's gamed himself into a penalty and and yeah. potentially that's a win for Leicester. So Just becomes a
1: question of whether or not, like you said, is that cheating or is it gamesmanship? It's actually, cheating. We... I, 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 I hate
0: diving. I think it's the worst thing that a footballer could do. Yeah. But it, it is part of the game these days, and that's not an excuse because I, I, I hate it. Yeah. But um, but you know, I, I think part of me you know, has to accept it to an extent because because it is that readily there. It's
1: ridiculous. It kind of is what it let us is. Um, let's, I've not got anything else to say about that, but we'll talk a bit more about Brendan Rodgers in, in a minute when we d- d- dive into the, the managerial situation. But let's go next to what I think was probably the best game of Saturday. Um, an absolute barn burner at uh, Craven Cottage. Yeah. Fulham and Bournemouth. Uh, really good advert for the Prem, I mm-hmm. thought that. Um, uh, two teams that have come up. One yep. that had been struggling previously, but in a little bit of a mini-revival. Mm-hmm. And one who have been in... An awesome vein of form since game week one, in my opinion. Um, fair result, do you think? 2 2? I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there were a couple of uh, interesting decisions. I think Tim Ream could have given away two penalties and mm. rode his luck a little bit. Um, but yeah, Solanke, goal and assist. And yep. the first goal, it was. Probably one of the goals of the weekend. To really, really, like, really, really interesting. Like,
1: not not what you come to expect from Bournemouth. Don't mean that disrespectfully, but when you look at how they've been playing, they look very much like a, a championship club trying to try to keep the head above water and, and not being yeah. able to string passes together and almost being, you know, up against the fence for the entire ninety minutes of a game. But they played some decent football on Saturday. Yeah. And, um, and and that goal was a great kind of example of it. Lerma's goal was good as well, to be yeah, really well. Yeah, really, yeah. really,
0: really composed finish and after some good work from Solanke again. still don't rate him. I think he's one of those those typical Liverpool players that got sold for twenty five million. You I, I
1: still reckon that's a tax fiddle, me I, I can't Jordan I, Dominic Solanke, um Rian, Rian, Rian Brewster. <laughs> There's loads of them, isn't just there? just loads of shit mediocre <laughs> yeah. academy players who all went for about twenty million yeah. from Liverpool. Um,
0: what was the, the penalty when Mitrovic got kind of sort of pulled down to the floor but he almost ended up underneath yeah, the, the I, Bournemouth player I, I, it was a bit of a dubious one
1: I, th- I, th- I think the I don't think those kind of tussles should be penalties but maybe that's the pre-VAR in me that was like you know if, if they're having a scuffle I think refs in the past would just Six be like a a dozen they're eight. having a scuffle take yeah. the free kick again kind of thing um, but they've kind of set a precedent for it. I think. Um, uh, I think they mentioned in on match of the day that it happened the week before, hadn't it? To Fulham, so Fulham mm. had been conceded a penalty for it. But for me, they were pulling each other, yeah. and it just so happened that Mitrovic ended up on the bottom of the pile. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's the bit that makes me think it's not a penalty. Yeah.
1: But that seems to be the justification for it yeah. being a penalty. So. Yeah, no, I wasn't convinced it was a pen, but uh, but good to see Mitrovic back on the score sheet as a product byproduct of it. Yep. Uh, back from injury, and um, and I'm sure some fantasy football people will be very happy about that. Anyone who might have clung to him for the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and
0: yeah, and, uh, uh, like you said probably game of the day.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean you could almost argue game of the, game weekend. Of the weekend. Yeah, I, I think uh, we'll we'll talk about Sunday games in a minute. But I don't think Liverpool City really delivered. Where we have listened on the radio, so maybe... I've, I've seen some people on some... But we, saw, we saw the so first
0: it. sort of 40 minutes, didn't we? And then and then we listened to the second half on the radio. But, yeah, I, just the way the media talked that game up, it's... It has delivered in the past, but sometimes yeah. they are just down squibs and they cancel each other out. So. Yeah,
1: and and well, I mean, I don't, I've not got too much to say about that, so I know we're jumping between the days, but let's just let's just finish off talking about Liverpool City because I agree, if I'm completely honest, I I don't think that that game was very good, and I think that everyone just absolutely gets off on this idea that Liverpool City these two absolute powerhouses and seeing them come together is like watching an El Clasico. Yeah, but it's not all the time, like you said, they've had great matches, but. I don't think yesterday was all that good. I th- you know, Klopp was being a bit dickhead again. Um, didn't cover himself in glory. That's probably the biggest moment out of it. Big three points for Liverpool. Let's not get that, you know, um, yeah. confused. Big, big three points for Liverpool. And well done to them for, for, for turning City over, who are absolutely top of the tree at the minute in terms of, I would say, what they can do to a team. Let's not be disrespectful to Arsenal, who are top of the league and who are. The top dogs yep. from a results perspective, but City are still the ones that you'd be least wanting to go up against, wouldn't you, as a Premier League oh,
0: team?
1: Absolutely. Um, but Liverpool got the win and Salah got on the score sheet,
0: yeah. After missing a, a pretty easy one on one, he, he slotted the second one home with a plum. and He's not the same player at the minute, he's, he's way out of form, but um, but he's still more Salah, isn't he? At the end of the day,
1: I don't think any of them are. I think there were. A, I think Liverpool, Liverpool deserved to win the game. Let's put that on record. I don't think City offered anywhere near enough for who they are and what that the reputation that precedes them. But Liverpool probably had the best chances and mm. should have won two or three nil. I think Jota missed a free header at the back post, like you said. Salah missed a couple of one on ones. Yes, they got the win, and that should be the focus. But there is a level of concern there for Liverpool that they're just. Liverpool, historically, were clinical. They were lethal. Like, if you gave them a chance, they would score.
0: And you look at yesterday, there was five clear-cut chances yeah, in they, the starts. And they bagged one of them.
1: You wouldn't yeah. be seeing that last season, last two or three years. Aren't yeah, agreed. agreed. So, I, I don't know. I just think they've got... Yes, they beat the absolutely battered Rangers in the Champions League. Yes, they've beaten City. Yes, this is positive. They need to carry that form forward. They've not got a midweek... Have they got a midweek game?
0: Just while you look at it, it did amuse me talking about the table and uh, and and the you know climbing a little bit before the game they were in eleventh and it's the Premier uh, Sky Sports have put the Premier League table up there with Liverpool in eleventh, which was just dead
1: funny and they yeah. just absolutely rinsed it online, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. have they got a game? They've got Forest away. Oh no, sorry, that's that Saturday. So sorry, they've got Forest away at the weekend. Got West Ham, West Ham at home. West Ham at home midweek, so they're two. West Ham aren't doing much of anything at the minute, and well, Forest. The
0: next three, to be fair, they've got West Ham, Nottingham Forest, and then Leeds at home.
1: So that's that. That should be nine points. Like Let, let's, let's be honest, yeah. it should be a comfortable, comfortable nine points. None None of those teams are particularly tearing up trees at the minute, and certainly on paper aren't anywhere near Liverpool. So I think come out of that three week period. Well, it's two week period because it's a midweek fixture now. The next three game weeks. Nine points better off. Suddenly they'll be back up in the top four, top five.
0: Well, depending on how the other teams go, you'd think that they'll jump over Brighton and Newcastle at some point. But you know, United are ticking along relatively okay. Hmm. I and and, and and we and, just talked about Chelsea and Spurs and, are, you know, flying at the minute.
1: And talking about um, uh, United, then sticking in the Sunday games. Uh, well,
0: have, we, have we boshed off the rest of the Saturday ones?
1: No. That there is there is one more. I was just trying to segue. There was one. There was. Uh, we've not talked about Spurs, Everton. And there's not a lot to say about
0: Wolves. Wolves Forest. Forest, no Forest is uh,
1: terrible. They are not they're not doing it, are they? They're just not they're not delivering. Uh Brennan Johnston missing a penalty. Uh, just it was a decent save to be fair. It was it was a good but save. But it wasn't
0: right in the corner, so no. you're giving the keeper a chance. If he goes the right way, then yeah, you know he's gonna save it.
1: And this could kids come up with a big reputation. Mm. He's come up with a big reputation. I think he started well, I
0: think he's a, a decent young player, but yeah, you know, he's anyone not going to miss a not, penalty.
1: No, I I don't just mean today. I I think he's been a little bit. He's looked a bit lost, and I I wonder whether that's because he's got an entire new team of players around him. Mm. there will the definitely be, be something in that one. He's right? one of the very few that's there from last season that starts, if if yeah, any. If fair. any is there in that starting lineup,
0: not not so many, no. So What's the defender, corner? Scott actually, yeah, Scott He's the probably the only Kenna. other one, yeah. and um, the skipper, the other centre half. Forget his name. Ugh.
1: I know eh, moving moved. on. Yeah, move. let's move on while we go looking for it. So ta- <laughs> you, you you start talking about Spurs, Everton.
0: Um, Everton, Everton held their own, and they had 2 guilt gilt-edged chances. That you know, if you want to play in the Premier League, you've got to start taking a few of them. And I think um, I think Spurs were a bit lucky to go in a parity. Yep. and then second half it was all Spurs and they quite rightly won the game
1: yeah they demolished them in the second half well, there, were, there
0: were a couple of times where it was just a, a long ball down the middle and uh, and they were in all sorts of trouble
1: Steve Cook no that's not what I'm thinking of St- Steve Cook captains, them. I know it's not what you're thinking of but anyway anyway moving
0: on um, Yeah, yeah I, I think um, I mean we were talking about Harry Kane taking a penalty and phew, yeah. He's just so good in yeah, you know, it. You mentioned Tony being the, the best in the world, or whoever said that, one of the bad players, Martin Keown, weren't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, Harry Kane takes a penalty as good as anybody.
1: Oh, yeah, he's, he's he's lethal. He's lethal. He's just got that in his locker, hasn't he? He knows where the goal is and he just it's it that side foot technique where he just absolutely nails the side netting. Um, great player I think the, the I think the, benefit, the bonus for Everton is that they need to look at the fact that they have got one of the best defensive records in the Premier League this season converted from a team that were shite last yep. season defensively leaking goals like a colander and this season I think it's 11 is it 11 goals they've conceded or something daft like that it was 9 yep. before before the Spurs game they're right up there in terms of goals conceded um,
0: and, and that's not coincidence for signing two you know English uh, look, stall look, at what's look it? We've,
1: we've waxed lyrical about this plenty of times over the first few game weeks of the season but I do think that um, to get those two on free oh, yeah. is an absolutely amazing piece of business and and, and, and massive massive kudos uh, to Lampard and the the Board for pulling it off because it's completely transformed that back four um, I think they need Patterson back um yeah, agreed. Uh, I I love Seamus Coleman, but I think he he's, he's not quite there anymore. And the the more I watch Mikolenko the more I think maybe you're not quite as good as as I was thinking you were. So maybe they need to go and look for a left back. But defensively speaking, they're great. Everton's mm-hmm. problem is they can't score goals.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, and Saturday proved it. Yeah, you because know, they have those two get those chances. And it was Joel Warrell that was Joe thinking Warrell,
1: of Yeah, of course it's. Yeah, you know, we got there eventually. I think he's injured. That's why, um, that's why he's not playing. Yeah. Anyway. Um but no, you're right. You've got um uh, and Gray both had chances yeah. uh one on one with the keeper in the first half and, and they, they and they didn't even come close. Gray's was awful.
0: Well we said that start of last season and he scores that. Confidence has just disappeared. From looks tomorrow. like a different player, doesn't he? Yeah, he does.
1: Um looks like a different player. But um yeah, Everton. Everton will be fine, but they're not going to do anything this year. They're not. They're not going to go down. They're not going to get sucked into a relegation. battle, I don't think. But they'll be back to mid-table mediocrity. Yeah.
0: But then you know, if they can start to upgrade the the team year on year, they sign a, a striker that can stay fit and can score goals and a creative midfielder, then what's stopping them starting to push back to the top ten?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Everton though is historically the transfer dealings have always been poor. True. They, they, they don't get in the, for all the Tarkovskis and mm. the coach so, and I think that's why it's such a big uh, like talking point oh my god they picked these two lads on a frame they're both amazing mm. because they do shit the bed so often yeah, on those transfers and they do spend big money on players that just never even get in the team and just do contribute nothing
0: yeah and so some of it's out of their control but some of it you know delhi the senate delhi alley was just an absolute farce shambles
1: what do they think was going to happen
0: oh we, we might be able to polish him back up again that's the, that's the best they could offer. the delhi alley from six years ago yeah, that but was made one.
1: to look great by the fact that harry kane was just becoming the best striker in the Prem.
0: i don't know i think he did a bit of a disservice there i think he there was two seasons when he first came into the premier league that he was unplayable at points
1: no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he wasn't good. What I'm saying is that he benefited very much from a manager that believed in him, from a system that was built to his benefits, and from a strike partner. Remember, he played number ten. Yeah, they played with him off Kane. Yeah, and he benefited, in my opinion, from the fact that all everything was built to make him look good and to to showcase his ability. As soon as the prem changed and we stopped having number tens that sit off the main striker. And to be a midfielder you had he's to, to be, work. you had to work back. Yeah, even yeah. even your number eights have to work back in some sense. I just think he's been found out. He's not a player for the modern age. He he was born ten years too late. I think if he'd have if he if he'd have peaked in his career through the noughties, we'd have been putting him down as one of the one of the midfield players. Yeah, I think he, he has the ability.
0: He's got all the attributes. He's you know, he's he's big, he's he's pretty strong, he's he's quick, he's got a good touch. He's just it's in his head, I think. Yeah, does he want it? Yeah, I, and I don't think he does. And you know, you see, you see how he conducts himself off the field. You know, he's dead flash in he, and it's it's just like yeah. You know, once you get in the silk sheets, then you know you don't work as hard. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, it does. It does. It's a shame because he looked like he was going to be a player. It is. Um, but Spurs, just to finish off on on Spurs, absolutely flying, looking like uh, they might they might even be the ones that push Arsenal and City. Um, yeah,
0: potentially. And we did say that uh, Basuma came on for, for Richarlison when he got injured. And he's like, oh, he's not really playing too much. And that's no. because Hoiberg's been so good. and has absolutely bold. outstanding. Yeah. And fair enough, his goal took a bit of a nick, but, you know, right place, right time. And he's he's, he's having a great season.
1: Deserved it. And, and and they said it's not, this isn't our analysis. They said it on match of the day, but um, th- th- it was pointed out that Basuma coming on. They didn't play with a double pivot, so Hoyberg didn't sit back in that usual role. It meant Hoyberg pushed on with Benton core because Basuma just swept up in front of the defenders, and then that allowed a little bit more freedom to him to get forward. Because I think people forget that Hoyberg can go box to box, and yeah. he, like you said, he can arrive in the right place at the right time, and he can contribute with some goals or you know set them up, and um, and and maybe maybe that's something for Spurs to consider in the future. You know, Basuma is a pure out and out holding midfielder, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So. Get him there, and then maybe free up Hoiberg to do more.
0: And Benton Coy, you know that that little triangle. It's a good three. Yeah. It's yeah, a really, really strong three.
1: three. I think the only issue is it's hard sometimes to start with a three if you start with five at the back, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? If, if you start with five at the back and then you've got you've three,
0: got to you know because he is just going to sit just in front. It,
1: it leaves you with a lot of space between yeah. that and what I imagine would end up being Son and Kane. Maybe yeah. you probably you maybe have to think about do you going sacrifice to a four. what Brighton play maybe. I was thinking, what Brighton play? So Brighton play three at the back. Brighton, yeah. Brighton play a, very, a flat three at the back. Yeah, And then and, the two wing-backs. But the, the wing-backs aren't really defenders. I know, because one they,
0: of them were Trossard. And... Oops,
1: that was the microphone. Uh, March, I think. March and Trossard. Mm. And so, Trossard's
0: got an out-trick from this wing-back position. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So they, they, they do that very well, Brighton. Yeah. I'm sure Spurs could, could do that, because they've got decent defenders. And with your likes of Basuma. Benson, core and and, and, Hoiberg yeah, and could all three. go box. And then boxed three,
0: in three in front of them. Mm. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. But they're going really well. And we did say this that um, that Conte will get the best out of them for for an ex, you know a certain period of time, and then he, he does do the Mourinho, doesn't he? And it goes a bit sour. So yeah, it feels like this season they have to win something.
1: Yes, if yeah. a he, something, even if it's, so it's a cup. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think Spur and Spurs fans deserve it. It's long overdue. They've been kicking about close to the top and yeah I mean everyone forgets about Spurs and the nearly teams and you know they could have won the league the year Leicester won it that was their year wasn't it that was the year that it was Spurs to win and if it wasn't for that little legend that could underdog story it it didn't happen did it and yeah
0: anyway. yeah but it, I, I don't know there's still something about me that thinks it's going to implode at some point you know yeah. going back to our predictions at the start of the season you know they are going really well at the minute but I don't know there's just something just something. Something. Yeah. and it's Conte I think I think that's the yeah the com- it's
1: a combustible element isn't it yeah, yeah. absolutely um, okay so back into the Sunday games that we've not covered yet uh, Arsenal churned out a result against Leeds
0: yeah Um. the funniest thing out of that was there was a coming together between Patrick Bamford and Gabriel where Bamford shoved into him and as he fell he, I think he grazed the side of him but he went down like he'd been shot at Bamford and kind of showing a little clarinet playing fairy <laughs> Laughing it, um, but yeah, I just grabbed it out and Saka again. Mm-hmm.
1: He's been scoring, hasn't he? Yeah. What is he want to get in the fantasy forty teams?
0: He, he's just, I, I'm trying to, but he's just out of the price range for me.
1: He didn't, he didn't start as the one that was scoring points, did he? So I think a lot of people set up the teams without him because he got a bit more expensive because you could take Martinelli, or Odegaard for cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think people have kind of ignored him, but he obviously he got a couple of goals last week and then he's. Um, He's done it again this week.
0: Yeah, and it, it is a bit of an upgrade to get to him, I think, isn't it?
1: What is he in the sevens? Um, I think so. Where is he?
0: Seven point nine. Yeah, that's yeah, so, that's awesome. You know, compared to Martinelli, it's one point three million difference. So you'd have to, I'd have to in my my setup, I'd have to sacrifice one of my big big guns because yeah, I've gone quite heavy.
1: Yeah.
0: Heavy on the the midfield and then the strikers, but I can't get him in. It'll be right. It'll be yeah. right. It'll be right. But. We we said this a few times, you know. Coming up to a World Cup with him banging for him as well, he's he's gonna potentially be one of the stars of the show for England. He's he's got
1: to start for me. I totally agree. He's yeah. got to start. There's um, and he's absolutely
0: one of those people that are in that six names before Marcus Rashford, is not they?
1: Agreed. At top of that list for me, it'd be. Him and you, Foden. What would, would you would yeah. you have him and Foden? Yeah. You, you would Saka's playing St- on the right at the minute. Yeah, you wouldn't have Sterling.
0: See, that's where he, no at the moment, no. Sterling would probably be third on that list
1: yeah but Sterling does it for England
0: he does he does
1: but he's not, not doing it for Chelsea well he's not he's not setting the world on fire is he mm. that's the Yeah. Chelsea are churning out results but he's not
0: no but you, you know Grealish has done it for England as well but he's not getting a game either and I'd still put him in the conversation above Rashford
1: yeah no I think I'd, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree I think you'd, you'd, you'd definitely say Saka Foden
0: and the fact that Saka's playing on the right side like there's been times where he's played down the
1: left whereas he's you know yeah. he's Predominantly on the right looks, because he, of Martinelli. He, he looks better on the right, cutting inside. And then um, Fordham,
0: Fordham's naturally down that left hand side, and yeah, he's
1: been excellent. And then what? Take Grealish, take Sterling, Sancho?
0: I'd go Rashford over Sancho. Rashford I think. over yeah, Sancho. I think so. Just because of that dual purpose.
1: Yeah, as an additional striker. Yeah. So you just take those five, yeah. and then the three strikers. So yeah. eight. So eight attacking options with, yeah. with no, no one else, do you think?
0: And you, know, Mount. you throw Mount into that conversation. Mount yeah. Could, yeah.
1: Could, go, could go in, go into midfield three, but he could play as an yeah. inside forward as well, couldn't he? He could get into one of those yeah. positions. Yeah, Mount's got to go
0: definitely. Yeah, I think I think that that will be pretty much it. I don't think there'll be many surprises unless he doesn't take Tony and then takes. He's got to take. Tourney. Takes Sancho instead, but he's got to take. Tourney. He has to, but.
1: But then the thing is that the the thing with England is that you say we we just said that and I agree with you that they're the nine names that I would band around from attacking option perspective. But that then leaves you with um with fourteen more players to pick, and given the fact that we are very light in the middle of the park,
0: and you got to take six drawbacks out over that as well. <laughs> you've got to take six yeah, actually, I've got a
1: single one fit. Um, no, what I'm trying to say is it. I almost wonder how you would fill the rest of the, the squad.
0: Well, maybe we'll do that next week. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Bit of on air production.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about it more next week. We'll talk talk about it. But yeah, I was just thinking, my my start of ten with it was just after Bellingham and Rice, who goes in that double pivot? And I said, well, where's Phillips? Doesn't get a lick. Is, is he even in the squad? Mm, don't know. Don't know. I think he gets on for like five five minutes at the end of some games.
0: Like, you know, fifty million quid. Doesn't get a lick. No, it's mad, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah welcome to Arsenal. I saw, I saw Arsenal. very, very good at the minute. Southampton-West Ham, not a lot to say about it, really. Point, point seems like a fair result from what we saw. Yeah, from from the stats, it looks like Fabianski
0: was the busier of the of the keepers. Mm,
1: Southampton continue to do that weird thing where you just don't understand. Are they good or are they shit? Like, I just don't. Yeah, like, one week, it's like, shit. oh, these are like a real team, and he's got them going, and then it's like, no, wait, they're going to they beat 9-0. Yeah,
0: I think they they're in the conversations to struggle, aren't they? Mm.
1: Yeah, they need to they need to pick up some points. They need to make the niles started for them today uh, this weekend. Did he? Just
0: mm. random. And then United, United, Newcastle.
1: Not a lot to say about it to be honest. Uh, we didn't watch it because we were running. Yeah. So I've only seen little bits of highlights. It wasn't on telly either, of course, as well. So. Um, I
0: did see on the socials that. Um, it, bit of a clutch in the straw sort of thing but there was a point where Yes um, I think it was Dan Byrne, he, he touched a ball back to Nick Pope and then Ronaldo took it off him and scored and the ref had blown his whistle to be fair just as he tapped it so there's a case but yeah I, I think you know he was knocking it back you, so Pope could take the kick.
1: Do you know what, with something like that, if if that's what you're hanging your hat on for why you should have won a game, then you need to have a long yeah. hard look at yourself. Whether that's as a player, a manager, a fan Whatever, like, come on, you're saying that the fact that a, a, a mistake or a misjudgment of um of, of, of probably the referee in some ways, mm. as much as it was Dan Burn as the centre half, is what's gonna be what you did oh, won, yeah. what deserved for you to win the game. Then you need to just just, just give your head a wobble. No, I agree. I think you know Newcastle are a decent team. It was at Old Trafford. United should have won it. It just proves that United aren't anywhere near the big boys yet. Um, quite a bit of rotation
0: as well weren't there in the team yeah. and Tenard came out and he was talking about you know, needing to protect his players and make sure that they, they're all getting the game time that they, they need but also not overplaying some players yeah b-
1: busy. what you got to remember with United is that Europa people don't tend to focus on the impact that Europa can have that playing on a Thursday and often playing like minnows that are out in the middle of nowhere, like you know Kazakhstan or Cyprus or somewhere like that. Mm. It, it there's not a lot. By the time you get back, there's no time to train. Yeah. There's no time to rest and recover. Um, and then you're straight into a Sunday game I know that the Premier are usually pretty good at giving you the Sunday games and yeah. it works that way but I do think it takes a bit of a toll especially at this point when you're in the group stage and it is just bang, 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 bang could have the um, uh, the Carabao Cup to throw into there as well
0: and, and I guess it's tough when, when a, a new manager's come in and he's trying to get his ideas across and you, you are limited in terms of the you know. so he's got his philosophy there and he's put it out there they started to buy into it and, and they were going great guns at one point but then As the games are just coming thick and fast, those little sort of tweaks that you need to make, you just can't make them because you are playing game to game and you're not having any time on the training pitch. So, yeah, I I sympathise with it to an extent, but you know there is a bit of first world problems in there, isn't there?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think some teams have killed for the squad Man United have got, and to be in the position Man United are in, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they've just
0: got to. But but then on the flip, Newcastle, you know they they've got the money now, and you know they've got a decent side and. They are going to be in that sort of top six conversation. So, is it the worst result in the world? I'm not sure.
1: No. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We,
0: um, we didn't talk about this before the start, but we should take a little more into Championship Corner. Oh,
1: we didn't do Championship Corner, did we? And you, sir, of course, you were at um, Turf Moor. certainly you? was. Tell yeah, me yeah. a little bit about how Burnley got
0: on. Um, it's probably the most dominant display for for the full 90 that I've seen all season. Um First ten minutes, they were they were well way off it. They they got a kick of the ball and Swansea's style of play is very similar to ours, so it played into our hands because we're just we've got better, faster, younger, more hungry players. Mm-hmm. So we we broke them down really easily and uh, yeah, scored some really good goals and probably the most complete performance. Like I said, and it, it puts us on the top of the
1: pile. It does put you top of the table. Uh, so surpassing Chef, you who have been there for a while but have been looking like mm. uh, teetering a little bit like looking clinging on two games lost in a row and then um, and then absolutely scenes at Bramall Lane which yeah. really wasn't there but well,
0: injuries mounting up though for them mm. that's that's the thing so you know if they've got all the, the team fit then then they're you know they're, they're as good as anyone but when the injuries start to mount up they don't have the strength and depth and that's one thing that Burnley do have at the minute so we've got a few, few kind of longer term injuries so we've not seen Scott Twine yet he's like I think he um, snapped his hamstring so he's, he's a, they've kind of really really taking their time with him getting him back and um and Charlie knows been out for a couple of months so and we've still got a, a, the strongest bench that I can ever remember Yeah. so Sheffield United now that they've got a few injuries moving back to them they're just not the same side and yeah the ding dong at Bramble Lane and it ended up three apiece didn't it so yeah. um, they went 2-0 Blackpool came and to Blackpool's credit they've done that a few times they did it against us they're so, scrappy um, aren't they yeah and they just don't know that they beat um, but yeah, it's a bit, bit galling. Uh, one of the sendings off, were a bit petty. The, the laddie kind of toe bung the ball at another player while he were on a, a yellow, which is probably not the brightest thing to do. So he, he got his marching orders. And then we mentioned him earlier. Rian Brewster missed a penalty in like the eighty up minute, and then uh, uh, Ollie Norwood scored an equalizer really late. So yeah, it was a, uh, a little bit of a of a, an issue there. But listening to them on the radio, they were. Because it was a local radio that I listened to on the way back from the game, they were, you know, really, really negative about the referee. So, it right. sounds exactly. like they got away with one. Sheffield United, yeah. N- Norwich got big as well. Um,
1: uh, against Watford, they've yeah. done away with another manager, haven't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Slaven Bilic just come in there, and someone said it on a, I think it was another podcast. He's like, I'm sure Slaven Bilic just managed Watford. He just feels like he has everyone. I
1: think I'm pretty sure I've managed Watford. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got a ten minute spell. Yeah, charge. But what it has done, it's really condensed that sort of top, down to 11th, Millwall are on 20 points and Burnley are at top on 25. Mm. And then, you know, there's, there's a point between Burnley and Blackburn um, in fifth, and then the further two points down to Reading. So the top six is, you know, th- th- there is a three-point cushion, but after that, yeah, you're talking 20, 19 and 18 points. So, you know, Coventry... They still got two games, and I'm there on ten points. One, one
1: at the weekend, though. They did, yeah, they, they did. One at the week. A big win for them. Get some, uh, a, get some a little bit more back in touch because they were at risk of drifting, weren't they? I know they've had games cancelled and they've got games in hand. So, um, but they, um, they they, they need to win those games. Don't oh, they they've got, they've got upward. They've got up to like three, maybe four games in hand on some of the teams. You know, you look at Bristol up in seventeenth. They played fifteen, yeah. um, and they're only eight points ahead. So, I mean, it's it's unreasonable to think eight points from five games, from four games. Sorry, is a lot for a team at the bottom of the championship, oh, especially when
0: they, they're they not very good.
1: No, they're not. Are they? They're struggling by the looks of things. Another one with a threadbare squad that yeah. just just yeah, always seem to just have the red above water. I think yeah, but we've talked about Coventry at at length in previous episodes. Yeah, we we uh, have.
0: But you know, you go down to nineteenth with Blackpool with sixteen points. You know, Mm. so nine points off top of the league. So it's it's a really really tight division so far this season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you just look at Burnley's record. I know they've drawn seven, but that one loss, I think, was the only team in the football league that have only lost once. Yeah. So it's looking good. It's looking good at the minute.
1: Definitely, definitely, and and the championship continues to be. Um, well worth a watch. Isn't oh, it? it's brilliant! And as as, as we start counting down a few weeks to go until we're uh, descending on Bramall Lane, uh, hitting the away end, aren't we for the Burnley game? We'll we're going to come with on. and be adopted Burnley fan for the day. We'll definitely have some sure already, about. mate. I'm excited yeah. for it.
0: And if if Chef United carry on the way they are and they don't get any players back, then I'd uh, fancy an away win.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll, be, it'll, it'll definitely be a good game. And even if they do keep in touch, I think over the next couple of weeks, it's, de- it's going to still be a bit top of the table clash, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah championship very very exciting at the moment whilst we are uh, we did mention that last segment about uh, Watford changing their manager and um, we have seen maybe a slight uh, hesitancy from oh, um, what a segue uh, well from, well done my friends thanks mate <laughs> from some of the premier league teams to uh, to sack their managers um is that not a good thing though like we've been saying say, you know like managers are uh, you know long overdue uh, uh, you know to be fired but all we ever do is we, we sit there normally, don't we? And we say, "It's shit that they get sacked so quickly that we're given really? time to improve." So, is it a bad thing that they're holding off on? No, on I, I don't think
0: watching? so. I, I think, I think there's just such a, a a mixed bag of of how clubs deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you use the Watford example, and they brought Rob Edwards in at the start of the season, who had done all right at Forest Green. He'd come in with a, a certain philosophy, and they'd almost said, "Look, we want this young British manager to to have you know a bit of time and to build his squad." And then you know it was a complete overhaul. They didn't back him in the transfer market, and then they sacked him. So they're just kind of reverting to type really quickly. I think Chelsea are a little bit guilty of that as well. So something you, you don't hear everything that goes on, do you? But something must have gone on between Tuchel and the and the kind of the hierarchy to pull the kind of pull the rug. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Pull the rug Fire the bullet a bit, you know, too hastily. Yeah. But then Potter's come in, and there must have been some sort of rumblings that he'd, he'd be available, um, and you know he's coming and started really well.
1: Do you, do you think that sometimes it's not so much about the manager that they've got not being good enough, and more being about we think we might be able to get something better.
0: I, I think so potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, did
1: did um, did you expect Bruno Large to be the next one to go?
0: No. Because I didn't. didn't.
1: No. I I know we talk about wolves being mediocre as fuck, but they're not crap, are they? You no. know what I mean? I, I didn't. I know they've not had the best starts of the season, but I, I, there's definitely managers that I thought would be up on that chopping block before. Him. I totally agree, but
0: again, that probably buys into the point that there's a few managers available. I mean, you know, you look at the merry-go-round that's around them at the minute, and they're talking about Noon all going back there. Daish is in the mix as well, and there's there's a few like people that. They're potentially better suited to to wolves, so that's one of the reasons.
1: Is there maybe an element of what you just said? Then you know about how there are managers out there on the market. There's people, there's free agents available. There's, there's managers that might want to come and manage in the prem or come back to a team or come to a new club. Do you think that it's almost there is a bit of a poker game going on where, like we've alluded to it just then, that you might just be wanting to upgrade, get someone better, mm-hmm. and so. But if somebody knowing that there are managers out there at the minute, you don't want to get gazumped you don't want them to go somewhere else first. Yeah. Look at the there's still an argument that United missed the trip on getting Conte. Ten Hag's come in and he's done a good job, but would Conte have been more instantaneous successful? I mean, who knows, you know. Yeah. You can only judge on how well Spurs are going, but Spurs are a better team than United, they're a better players there in the first place. But is there a, is there an argument sometimes you think boards sit there, chairmen sit there and go Actually, so and so is available, so we need to pull the trigger on this one now because otherwise he might go. He might go somewhere else.
0: They, they must. They must have conversations like that. They. They have to yeah. because, you know, why? Why did Tuchel get
1: sacked? Yeah, and I, I. I didn't think they'd done. He'd done much wrong, to be honest. I mean, he, he, you know, he won them the Champions League. Chelsea, though, are very much. We will only judge you on your achievements this, this season. This is. This is They've true. They've done that. This Ancelotti won the double, didn't he? They he sacked yeah. in the season after. Um, it was just, Abraham, it, 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 was got just champion, it was so, so soon in the yeah. season, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: And then it's almost like that. Well, why give him the summer to you know work with the players yeah, yeah. and then help with the recruitment and then fire him off anyway? It feels
1: like poor planning, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so then
0: there is the the flip side of that coin as well. So someone like Steve Cooper, who he's worked absolute wonders to get Forrest into the Premier League, he's come under fire and then they've given him a new contract. So no, no, this is our guy.
1: Do you think Forrest know that they're going back down? I, that's a, then that's spent, a difficult one. They, they spent, spent all that up money, up, though, it. haven't they? The two don't really align with no. each other, do they? Because keeping Cooper screams...
0: Okay, we'll, we'll settle and then we'll We'll go back
1: down, we'll build mm-hmm. again. We've got a manager who knows the championship. We've got a manager who's got us out a bit before. Yeah. He's, he's a bit of a club legend, man for the job. But...
0: Signing Sergio and Jesse Lingard means that you, you're bet in the ranch
1: on 150 grand a week or whatever yeah. it is they're, they're not going to play championship football and who's going to take him who's going to take Serge R.A. off him if they get relegated
0: <laughs> I'm surprised to see him come back to the Premier he League couldn't he couldn't find a club he
1: was still ticking around as a free agent in August mm. he's shit yeah. he's so shit. He's shit and he was and he kept uh, I know he played again this week but he kept Nico Williams out of the team last week who for me is probably Forest brightest spark mm.
0: And they spent a hell of a lot of money on Morgan Gibbs-White as well. And
1: yeah, like, doesn't seem to be doing anything. He, he's good when he's got the ball at his feet, but
0: I, I, I just don't see that amount of money in anyway. him. They're,
1: they're, they're just not gelling. Square pegs are out holes mm-hmm. with the forest at the minute, but it doesn't like Steve Cooper is going to be the chop So who is? Who's at risk? Well, he goes under the radar, but Ralph who has got to be somewhere around that makes. He I knows, just don't he, understand he it. He knows he knows where the bodies are buried, mate. Yes. He must do. He gets he gets beat nine 0 once a season and still never gets fired. I th- I think the issue with Hasselhuth is that um he, he he does deliver sometimes. We were just saying then about what an enigma Southampton yep. are. He he does deliver sometimes. He does turn it up, turn it out, and he gets he gets players playing well. And you know who'd have thought? I mean, I'm not saying that he's responsible for the transfer dealings, but who'd have thought that buying four youth players from City was a good idea? But Bazunu looks a decent keeper. Mm. Um, that light Levia before he got injured was pretty good. And the other two lads are are breaking into the team as well in the squad a little bit as well. I think so. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I think Hassan Hootal it gets a bit of a stay of execution, but when it goes wrong, it seems to go really fucking wrong. For oh yeah. But
0: but to answer the question directly, who do I think's next? For me, it's a toss up with Brendan Rodgers and, and Jesse Marsh Not Gerard. I, no, I think he. I think he's he'll still have a few weeks left just because of who he is yeah but then the same could be said for Brendan Rodgers and you know I think the next couple of games for, for Leicester are pivotal to him staying yeah because you know they've they been shit not they they're winnable games
1: and particularly they're, they're up against Leeds yeah um, that could be a big one in terms of who goes first but yeah. I don't know Jesse Marsh he, he...
0: every time I hear him speak I just in the background just can hear I don't know what I'm doing
1: I just hear Ted Lasso <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is that. Um, but, but same thing. Case yeah. in point, isn't it? It's you know, it just, yeah, they they just don't they don't inspire me at all. No, and he doesn't, in the slightest. I could see Sean Dyche going in at least, you know. Mm.
1: With the players that are there, though, are the players that are there gonna be able to play Dyche's brand of football? Yeah,
0: it'd be good to see him reunited with uh, with
1: <laughs> Patrick Bamford, wouldn't it? Yeah um okay so but see for me i think marsh has probably got a little bit left in him i think maybe i'm being a little bit more what should happen rather than what will happen it's like you said reputation often yeah. wise um additional time but rogers and gerrard for me the size of those two football clubs yeah, the history of those two football clubs the money spent by those two football clubs and the amount of ability in the squads of those two football clubs i don't care who either of them are i don't care if it's Steven Gerrard, if it's Brendan Rodgers, if it's Pep Guardiola, if it's Alex Ferguson, it's not good enough. No, I think
0: that's fair. I think They're the bottom three, definitely. But then, you know, you look at the two jobs that are open at the minute. I mean, Bournemouth are going great guns under Gary O'Neill. Do, they give Do you him reckon the job? he's going to get the
1: job permanent? I'm not sure.
0: I, I, don't, I don't see why they need to make a... Unless there's someone who's on the market right now, like we just said about the, kind of the game of poker. Why not just stick for... For now until after the world cup and see see where, where they're at because you can always make that replacement and keep him as as kind of interim manager until then
1: yeah he's done a, he's done a really good job to be fair. we were right in Bournemouth off as not winning another game all mm-hmm. season weren't we and all right the, the 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 run of fixtures he's had he was in charge for the, the forest game wasn't he that's when he started putting a few results together and um he's done well but they, they, i think i think the fixtures have been quite kind to him yeah um
0: and then, and then the other one obviously we already mentioned wolves but steve davis in there He's won the first game, money. So they weren't convincing against a really shit side, but th- there has to be a change there. And you'd think I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it went for Nuno.
1: Got Nuno back. Yeah, I think so. He, sh- he should never left, in my opinion. He flopped at Spurs. Yeah. He? Um.
0: So, so, on the flip side, who's the safest manager? Do you think if we take Arteta? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Arteta.
1: Yeah, you know, build a statue now. I think he's he's for for a man who twelve months ago was so under fire. In terms of how they started last season, and you know they were the bottom of the league at one point, and he's not good enough, and he's lost the plot, yeah. and and he's but do you know what I like, he's stuck to his guns. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's not That's let himself get influenced. He's kept yeah. on with the young lads. Um, he's kept that brand of football. It's a similar style to Pep. Obviously, you got to remember that he was he was blooded under Pep yep. from a managerial perspective, and um, and he they play really really aesthetically pleasing football. And they get results. and mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, he's not going anywhere. They, they 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 could lose every game for the rest of the season. And to be
0: fair though, they they showed it up at the back as well, and that that was one of the main criticisms. That we're still knocking it around really well going forward, but they were just leaky.
1: Yeah.
0: And now that's not the case.
1: The the other one for me, who I think is safe as houses, I know when you you say Arteta, you think well, obviously the top of the league. Maybe a little bit less obvious is Marco Silva. I think Marco right, okay. Silva's just done such a good job at Fulham. Um, See, how I was
0: saying when we watched Matchday last night, I'm still not sure about him.
1: No, um, I, you, know, yeah. you can only judge him on his results, though, can Yeah, you? true. And look true. at what true. Fulham are doing. He's he's got them well drilled. He's got them playing. He's got them playing good football as well. They're not playing Brexit ball, you know. They're yeah. they're, they're playing decent football. They're passing it about. They've bought well. They've brought in some big yeah. names, some experienced players. Yeah, um, some, some, a revelation. I was going to say some ex- experienced players like William, but then some players have got something to prove. Paulinia as well. Paolini. that's one of the signings of the yeah, season. Agreed. what? What a player he is. Um...
0: Do you know? I think second on that list, on. Uh, Syl- Sylvia, you make a good case. But Thomas Frank, even if they went down this season, they, they won't get rid of him. I don't think. No. And, and that's good. that you know, going back to what we were saying before, we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate people being allowed to do the job without the kind of instant threat of of getting the chop. But you know, it's it's part of the game now. It's part of how things are. You know, if you don't get results within a a really quick. Turn around, then you're gone.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's it's ruthless. It's dog eat dog out there, isn't it? But no, I agree. I think he's done a brilliant job, at Brentford. Yeah. Like when they came up, we all said, didn't we? Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll do a they'll stay up for that one, and then they'll, they'll do, struggle. Yeah, they'll they'll start struggling. If not they've kicked on. They, they, they I think they're better this season than they were last season. I agree.
0: Yeah. Again, some of the signings they've made have been, you know, like Ben Mees, a, a solid signing, yeah. and um, you know, Tony kicking on as he as he has yeah. done, and then keeping the the rest of the squad together, I think another year of Premier League football, it's it's not a bad model to have.
1: And he trusts his players as well. Yeah. they spent a good bit of money on that Aaron Hickey coming in with yeah. a big reputation. He's been abroad. He's um, you know, uh, but he doesn't play. I mean, I know he can, he can play. he's left. I think he's left back by nature, but he can't play right back. But yeah. he's sticking with Rico Henry at left back.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's 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 a baller. He's decent.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, he he seems to lad um, that Louis Keane Potter
0: as well from. Whole, you know he'll come in and he'll, he'll be the understudy for a bit and then you know they'll kick him on when yeah inevitably tony goes i guess
1: yeah 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 no i i i, I think he's a good shot i think frank's frank's well shot. i guess i guess we'll see what happens it'll be interesting to see what the developments are between now and um uh, uh the, the world cup yeah um but it might be that maybe teams are just sitting tight until they've got that break to take stock and, and think about making some changes um Last thing before we get going and before you give me this, we, I have a go at this trivia um, attempt. Just a little bit on the old fantasy football league. We have our um, uh, podcast football league. It's about 60 odd people in it. Um, I'm doing awful. 23rd.
0: I'm not doing too bad. I'm I'm the Liverpool on my phone. Um, I'm, I'm just in 12th. So They've, they've created a, a category. But I did get a red arrow this week because Lewis Lawson started his charge. He's... Uh, He's the Man United uh, with a late charge.
1: Mm, fall away a little bit later. It, it was a great season last year. Uh, AD Shaw, one of my pals from work, is, is at the top of the league. Um, made a good choice of getting Ivan Tony in there. But th- th- there weren't a lot of massive, massive point scorers, I don't think. A couple in the 60s is really, really impressive. I mean, yeah. I managed 41 and I don't know what I'm going to do this week because I've got red flags. It's bloody hell coming out of my eyeballs. Um but, uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I think there's a couple of, obviously City and Arsenal are both not playing in this midweek game week. So the question becomes, do you take the hit on the players? If you've got a wild card, you go for it? If you've got a free hit, do you go for it? Free hits, I always thought historically best for using when you've got a couple of double game weeks in there. Yeah. You know, in the double game weeks. Um, but I at the moment, Madison's red card, sorry, five games and the ban has probably left me with about eight players playing. Yeah, well, and that's my I've subs. got a bench. That's yeah, my subs playing. Yeah. that's Nico Williams and Pereira and
0: Leon Bailey. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to be fair. I've got three Arsenal players and three City players, mm. and I don't really want to use any transfers to get rid of them because I no. want them back straight away. But yeah, that's
1: it as well. Yeah, you don't want a wild card. It it would be a free hit, wouldn't it? That's what you'd do. You yeah. go for. And I've already hit, used my free hit, which was quite successful to be fair. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I, I was in this situation when someone else didn't have a game,
1: so it's right in it.
0: Wish it, wish
1: it. Wish it it. It's always a bit of fun. Well done if you're doing well. Um, right then, let's finish this off with a trivia. Have you got the list up? Oh, I have.
0: Go on then. So, the top ten, which way do you want to go?
1: I'm going to go top to bottom.
0: Okay. If you can get it in order, I'll be I'll be very very impressed. I don't, I don't impressed.
1: think I am gonna get it in order, but I'll try and mess So Alan Shearer is number one. He is number oh, one. Oh, sorry guys, spoiler alert. Pause it before <laughs> this. If you don't want to go with it, but if you're waiting for the answer. To, to be fair,
0: everyone who's listening to Postco, uh, this podcast should know that Alan Shearer is the top Premier League goalscorer. Exactly. Player. With 260 goals, by the way.
1: Uh, is it Rooney next?
0: I don't know. You're telling me that it's Rooney next. Rooney. Rooney is number two with 208 goals. Right.
1: Uh, number three is it Kane?
0: It is Ken, number three with 192. So quite topical because um, uh, yeah they were asking him about it, which uh, which prompted me to, to look at the stats. Aguero. Sergio Aguero is number five with 184 goals.
1: Lampard is number six with oh, 177 goals. Andy Cole. Andy Cole is number, number four, four. with right. 187 goals. I always forget Andy Cole. Right, okay, so what have we got down to? I've got down to six. six. Yeah, so um, four more
0: names on this list. Sh- sh- and you'd take any of them in your team. Huh.
1: Uh, right, four more. Robbie Fowler?
0: Robbie Fowler is number eight,
1: 163. <laughs> so so what have I got? I've got seven,
0: seven, 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 nine, seven nine, nine, and ten. And 10. Um think, 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 think. do 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 7, with 175 goals. Right. so you got 9 and 10 both could be argued a similar style of player
1: Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank mm, he doesn't make the list doesn't make the list ok how many How many wrong guesses are you giving me I'll give you 3 wrong three guesses 3 wrong
0: guesses it. ok um, and on the next one I'll give you a clue
1: Jermaine Defoe
0: Jermaine Defoe is number 9 on the list with 162 goals and a similar player mm. and when I say that I'm talking about quite small and pacey yeah Owen Michael Owen number 10 on the list 150 goals
1: oh, I'm gutted I had a pass where's Jimmy Floyd Hasselbaink? I don't know oh, I only
0: screenshot the, just, top, only screenshotted screenshotted the top, 10.
1: top 10 there you go happy days 10, ten from 11 hopefully, goals.
0: hopefully somebody got that in order but uh, but yeah I, I think I was pretty close to being in order wasn't I I yeah, think it missed was just Andy
1: Coleman missed
0: Andy Cole and, yeah. Andy Cole and then Terry Henry.
1: Terry Henry, Tezza. There we go. Good knowledge, mate. Right, mate yeah. Thanks. And face to face. It's always better, isn't it? Always better. Uh, we'll get a couple of these done, I reckon, because we've seen each other a few times over yeah. the next few weeks, aren't yeah. we?
0: So. But we'll get a group one together at Alton Towers.
1: Get a group one together, hungover Alton Towers one. Um, In the car park as well, because you're not staying over. No. You're not staying no, over, right? I'm staying so over. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. If you want to give us a follow, dude, where can they find us? It's football punting imposters everywhere. And if people want to give you a follow, where can they find you? I'm at JP Runs Free. How about you, I, I'm at Little Runner Boy, Rob. So, yeah, do give us a follow. Get involved. Uh, do the fantasy football. Um, if you want to join, the league code is in the episode guide. Um, drop us a DM if there's anything you want to hear more of, less of, differently. Um, if you want to come on and have a chat with us, we're always up for one oh, of yeah. those. Absolutely. Um, uh, always up for having a, an extra pair of lungs on the show to talk about Unless football. Unless it's Matt Taylor. Oh, yeah, off. he can fuck right off. He's never coming back on. Um... But we'll uh, we'll get out together next week and try again. Yeah, let's do it. Next nice one, peace.